listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 6th of June 2022. Uh, later, the Reserve Bank will lift by 25 basis points or 40 basis points tomorrow. What does it mean and what does it mean for your mortgage and for investments? But first, let's go to scams because the ACC, that's the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, says they are on the rise. $205 million worth of scams, Australians, uh, that money Australia has lost to, uh, in the first five months of the year. That's an increase of 166%. So for more, I spoke earlier with the ACCC's Deputy Chair, Delia Ricard. Delia, to what extent are scams becoming increasingly common and why? We have seen scam numbers going up year after year, unfortunately. Interestingly, this year, we've seen a slight reduction in reports to us, in part, I think, because of all the work the telcos have done to stop scam calls. However, people are losing a lot more. We've seen a 166% increase in losses this year compared to the same time last year, first four months. It's shocking. So you mentioned how you're seeing fewer phone-related scams because the telecommunications companies are taking action and trying to prevent some of that to hit the consumer, right? But what kinds of scams are you seeing more of and how are these scams being done? The number one scam we're seeing, Ricardo, is investment scams. In particular, crypto scams. We've had about 150 million reported loss to cryptocurrency scams so far this year. And they are being done through social media, through cryptid apps, through SMS texts to people. And we know that about 12% of Australians now own crypto and another 11% want to have it. We're in this low interest rate environment and people are keen to get in on what they see as the latest thing and keen to get a better return on their money. What about those people of cultural and linguistically diverse backgrounds? How are they impacted? Are they more vulnerable to scams and what can be done about it? Cal consumers are also losing a large amount of money. People who have come from a non-English speaking background have lost at least 19 million so far this year. And when you think that only about 13% of people report to Scamwatch, the real figure is much, much higher. There are certain scams where we see members of Cal communities overrepresented, things like pyramid scams, um, working from home scams, Threat-based scams are three of the big ones we see card overrepresented in. And so finally, how do you spot a scam? Scams are not so easy to spot. You know, they don't all have typos and spelling mistakes. So I think what we have to do is be sceptical whenever we're um, communicating online, whether it's social media, an SMS, a phone call, a website that we've Googled. You really have to be sceptical about who, in fact, you are dealing with. If you're looking to invest, I would recommend using a licensed financial advisor. Um, but do your homework before you invest in anything. Delia Ricard there from the ACCC. Let's now go to the Australian share market, which fell today, the S&P ASX 200, uh, down by half percent to 7,206. And it comes a day ahead of the Reserve Bank board meeting. So tomorrow there are expectations of another interest rate rise. It could be 25 basis points. If that happens, that will increase the repayment of a $500,000 loan, that's for 25 years, by around $66 a month 
if it's 40 basis points, which it could happen, that'll increase the average repayment on that $500,000 loan by $106. So for more on the market's reaction, I spoke earlier with Tony Sycamore from City Index. Tony, what's happening on the market today? We've seen a stumble on the ASX 200, and that follows some weakness on Wall Street on Friday night, which was largely the result of very strong US data or robust data last week. The ease of manufacturing data was strong, the jobs data was strong, and aside from housing, the US economy is looking incredibly resilient. Now, what that is leading to is an expectation that we're gonna see the Federal Reserve raise rates by 50 basis points in September. And there was a hope about two weeks ago that they would potentially only go by 25 basis points in September, potentially could go to hold and become more data dependent. So all of a sudden now the equity markets and the interest rate markets are looking for a 50 basis point hike in September. Of course, we've also had crude oil pushing back up above $120. And then we had Elon Musk's warning as well about the fact he needs to shed 10% of his workforce, which of course has weighed on the Tesla share price. So you mentioned there as well the Federal Reserve. Tomorrow, Australia's Reserve Bank Board meets to to discuss interest rates. There's no doubt it'll lift interest rates, but will it be by 25 basis points? Would it be 40? What's the market saying? And what does this overall talk of higher interest rates globally mean for shares? Economists generally are calling for 25 basis points, which would take the cash rate to 0.6%. But the market is looking for the RBA to raise rates by 40 basis points. And I think what we're going to see is that 40 basis points be delivered tomorrow. What it means for the share market, well, there's two things you need to be mindful of. We are an inflationary environment, and we're also an environment of aggressive central bank rate hikes. BOC, RBNZ, Federal Reserve, the RBA, I think, will probably toe the line in that respect as well. In terms of what it means for share markets, well, you've got to start looking for companies with pricing power. And I think the best ones in that respect are generally your banks, which do better when interest rates are rising, as well as insurers. They have pricing power. They also benefit from the impact of higher yields on their portfolios. Tony Sycamore there from City Index. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.